slapped the ham to it about an hour ago. Not the ham for dinner. Hey. Yo. <laughs> How are you? I honestly have been having pretty stressful work times, uh, so I'm currently enjoying some peppermint tea uh, right now to kind of soothe me a bit. What, what's been going on at work? Like, what's been so stressful? Oh, you know, just like clients being difficult, the usual tech People. company. Well, is my festivistness right now making you significantly happier? Yes, it is. And I was about to ask if you were going to a Christmas party because you have the best outfit. And I took a screenshot, so maybe our listeners will be fortunate enough to see that this yeah. uh, this week on our Instagram. Uh, but yeah, you're very festive right now. And I mentioned I stick to um, – <laughs> I look like my grandmother. I'm just always wearing black. <laughs> Um, no, I am not on purpose though. I just, yeah, my, I swear my apartment is like decorated so beautifully. It makes me happy. No, I'm, I'm not going to a Christmas party. My office did have like a zoom, uh, like holiday party this morning. So they were like, oh, you know, like if you want to decorate or anything or like get dressed up or, you know, make your fucking zoom background, like something Christmassy. By all means. And she does not need more. You do not need to tell me twice to dress up for something for Christmas. I fucking <laughs> love the holidays. So I'm like, these are my Christmas nails. So for those who oh cannot see me, because Cola can see me, I have like glitter um, and I have like red and green glitter um, on my middle and ring finger. And I have my snowman here earrings that are like dangly. And I have my favorite Christmas sweater on that says, um, namaste at home and wait for Santa. And it's Santa. It's like a thin Santa doing yoga. Um, thin Santa, because I thought when I took the screenshot, he looks like he's jacked. Oh, he's, he would fuck somebody up. Like this man got like (laughs) Jesus abs. Yeah. Oh yeah. He could hold crow for like eight hours and all my yogis out there know what I'm talking about. But he, he's kind of like a hot Santa. I feel like a li- I feel a little problematic sometimes when I wear it because it's like Santa's not supposed to be sexy, but this is just such a me shirt. I don't think anyone's going to come after you for sexualizing Santa Claus. <laughs> I think I think we already did that when we did the uh, Santa Baby Christmas song, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And really? I don't care. Yeah, I love Santa Baby. It's so weird. I hate that Christmas song. That's well, like, it depends who so sings annoying. it. Which one do you like? Didn't Madonna do a version? Probably. I think she. I think she did. Probably. I don't like. Um, so what's really funny is like only a couple of years ago they started calling the that, that Christmas song the date rape song. Ew. The, you know what I'm talking about? Like I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. It's yes. like a date rape Christmas song. Um, yeah, pretty much. But me and my sister have been singing for years. Say what's in this drink? Like, like over and over again because we're like does anybody else think this is weird and then all of a sudden like the rest of social media picked up on it and i was like okay so everybody else heard it too it wasn't just it wasn't just me and my sister um but that's like also one of my favorite christmas songs yeah (laughs) creepy one yeah it's interesting well we all know the number one is still dominic the donkey i was gonna say we know your favorite is dominic the donkey (laughs) mine is still oh come all ye faithful oh that's my fucking jam it's just yeah. such like a I'm just like in a in a jolly spirit. I'm feeling jolly. That's how that's how I feel. I think I'll feel jolly once my work day ends, but right now I'm a little less jolly. I like my New York Jazz Trio album. I mentioned that on the last show. Um 
Yeah. And this is actually, this is, I'm going to call this the end of season one for us <gasps> because we're coming to the end of the year. Yeah. This is, we're going to take a little break after mm-hmm. this for the holidays. We'll see y'all probably back in January at some point. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll kick off season two. Oh my God, this feels so weird. We have a season. <laughs> we have a season. We have a season. This is so exciting. Yeah, I definitely, um, we have a few people who have reached out that maybe want to like, inter- we want to like interview or, or have more um, insight on on the podcast. Also, by all means, like, as you can see, we've been utilizing utilizing our Instagram a lot more. So, you know, if there's things you want to hear or things you care about or things in the news that like came across your brain and you want us to talk about, just like drop us a DM. Um, yeah, and we're, we'll have a lot more fun in store for season two because we have a season one that's done. Exciting. This is so exciting. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. So let's get into it. We have some thoughts. So this is one of them is kind of a continuation from last week. And I want you all to know, full disclosure, Cola thinks that this should not be shared with you all. I don't. No offense to y'all, but I'll explain why in a minute. So we talked about the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree last week, and it's been like the hottest topic, it seems. Um, it was like a very 2020 encapsulating tree is what people were calling it, or you said it had COVID. Um, <laughs> and it actually turns out that that is pretty much how the tree always looks every year, but people aren't usually there when it's getting picked, like put up. Um and every year the tree gets like implants. So they like put extra like branches and shit like that on it to make it look more full. Cause really what they're scouting for is more of like the height and width of the tree, not necessarily like the greenness. So all of my friends fans out there, uh, you would know that, that Phoebe would say it's not leafy. Um, but it's, it's not actually what they're looking for because they put implants on it anyway is what Cola's called it. So she got some work done. And Cola doesn't think that I should be ruining the veil of the Christmas tree for you Listen, all. Listen, because I didn't know that. I, all these years, I never knew that either. And here's the thing. When somebody gets work done and, like, you can't tell they have had work done, that's, like, pretty impressive. Like, <laughs> I just don't think we should be broadcasting, well, now we are, that the girl had work done. Yeah. And she looked great. She's towering above, you know, 30 Rock there. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh... <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. But also, aren't you a little bit more mad that you didn't think about that before? Because it's a dead tree. And it's not like where, like... Like, it's not like it's rooted in the ground to keep, like, watering it or keeping it so green and, and alive. No, I guess that makes sense. I just, I don't know. It's like, I don't need to know how the hot dog is made. I definitely don't need that. Please do not tell me I like hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> how, the so- you how the sausage how- gets made. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know how my sausage and peppers are made, okay? I just need to know that the man on the street selling it to me has washed his hands recently. So, and that's probably, you know what? I don't even want to know that. I don't even know. I don't need you to know. You knew I was just about to ruin that for you. Um, I've never eaten a hot dog off the street. I have eaten like a dirty water dog from like a baseball game because that's like a, a New York staple, I feel like. like, there, like there, was, game. there was a time before my IBS where I chose to get a hot dog from a street vendor and just stroll along the streets of Manhattan after work one night. And I'm just like, wow. What a dream. Couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> I would just like you all to know that Cola was willing to tell you all about her IBS before the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree implant. 
Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I am consenting to tell you about my IBS. And the tree is not consenting <laughs> to us giving away its fucking uh, cosmetic secrets. So I feel like that's fair. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about, and this is really more me because I just found out, oh, I don't know, two minutes ago that Cola has no idea who this person is, which I'm devastated by. Uh, and- Andrew Schultz, big New York City comedian. For those who do not know him, please go follow him on Instagram. He is me and our best friend, not so not cola has not been in the loop for the last 12 years of me and kristen's life but i just i literally am sitting here and i'm like i can't believe you didn't know that kristen and i are obsessed with this human i we've literally never discussed it it's just one of those things that has not come up like we've gone to like his shows like we like share his shit what on instagram that's yeah. what i'm saying like this just doesn't feel like something i'm googling this He's so for those who do not know his background, he started on Guy Code and Girl Code, but he is from uh, Manhattan. He has two podcasts. One of them is Flagrant Two, and the one that I listen to uh, more regularly is called Brilliant. Oh, this fucking guy! What do you mean, this fucking guy? I, I seeing his face, I'm like, oh yeah, but uh, I didn't know he was like blown up. I mean, he, so he he has an amazing story. Like he. You know, was trying to, they put a special together like him and his team and a lot of people, you know, a lot of networks weren't having it. They just pretty much all rejected him. And he was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to release my shit for free and I'm going to create a fan base myself. Like I'm going to, I'm going to basically become so good that you're eventually going to find your way back to me. Obviously that wasn't what he was doing, but that's, his goal was ultimately just to create amazing content and be as authentic as possible. Right. And do what he loves, and that's comedy. And, uh, you know, he put a lot of content out there. He he worked in really, really hard. Uh, it's probably, I want to say he put in at least, like, five years worth of work, because I feel like that's when he released, like, uh, his first special um, for free. It was the, it was the, um, f- it was the 444 special on YouTube. And basically it was, like, four, like, four comedy shows, four segments, like, over four hours and one night in New York City. It was, like, as authentic as possible was it the 444 special was that what it was called damn like i just looked him up and i was like i can't believe i had no idea who this person was though i will say i haven't exactly had my pulse on stand-up lately or men in stand-up because i just like for i'll be completely honest i just do not care much for what they have to say um i feel like white male stand-ups have had plenty to say and it's nothing new um so i'm always if i am looking at stand-up i'm not usually looking in that direction and maybe that's why i missed it but i will definitely check this out yeah uh for the sake that he is a new yorker he is a new yorker um so his special was yeah it was called the 441 special i'm sorry 444 is my favorite one of my favorite jay-z albums. yeah i was gonna say well damn he really uh jocked that off of jay-z huh no it's 441 it's like so it's like he went to he did four uh comedy shows uh over like four different like four different shows over you know four hour like a four hour period and it's one night uh in new york city to surely show you just like the showcase the new york comedy scene um but he basically became so big and he started cultivating his own fan base you know reached a million views on youtube and his podcast started blowing up so like i said my favorite one that me and kristen listen to more religiously is called brilliant idiots and that's what charlemagne the god so for my new yorkers if you listen to 105.1 the breakfast club You'll know him from there. Uh, Charlotte has a little bit of a problematic history, and I I fully acknowledge that. But one thing I always appreciate when it comes to people that I like 
if I invest my time in you, then I need to see my growth in you. You know what I mean? And I just appreciate, again, I'm not saying he's man of the year. I'm just saying about Charlemagne the God, one thing I could appreciate is the amount of growth he has had, you know, since he started becoming famous. You know, there is, there's a lot of talk about issues he's had in the past, but like he is now fully open about like going to therapy and how much work he's had to do on himself and, you know, toxic masculinity and unlearning his traits that his father taught him, things like that. Like basically he's human and I'm not excusing anything that he ever did, but, uh, I do love, I just love my growth. And I've seen that in Andrew Schultz as well. So if anybody has like no plans for this weekend, listen to, it's on Netflix now, his special. It's called Schultz Saves America. Um, him and his team put it out. It's fucking amazing. Please go watch it. We're so fucking excited. I just love that a New Yorker is out there like representing us so, so well. So yeah, check it out. Well, I'm, you got me hyped on it. So I'll definitely check it out and maybe I'll report back in the new year uh, in season two what I thought of this. But yeah. By, yeah. by all means and definitely check out their their podcasts as well like they're just they also, just like talk pop culture uh we love growth i just want to touch on that for a minute i feel like i do the same thing where i like stuff or i will be into things with people that are like kind of like shitty or problematic mm-hmm. and it's very like touchy to talk about, I feel like sometimes because everyone's like, well, they they did this and they did that, which obviously like, yes, with no one's, you know, fucking whatever they did, they should be like held accountable for and punished. Sure, and if sure. they choose to grow from that, then cool, like good for you. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't wash away anything, but. You know, but, uh, you know, I do a lot of that self-justification for myself, too, because I'm always afraid that someone's going to fucking, you know, jump at my throat for, like, saying I like X, Y, and Z. And it's just, like, fucking relax. Right. We're all going to die one day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. But also, my biggest thing when it comes to growth in, in these type of things, like, anytime people are like, well, they did this, like, how can you support that? And I'm like, hang on a second. Like, what is the point that we ultimately want from people who have done bad? Like for me, it's, I just want someone who acknowledged that they did wrong. Like my famous fucking saying, especially of 2020 is when we know better, we do better. I've said it on this podcast. Like, I don't even know how many times is but when we know better, we do better. And I'm not excusing, especially the behavior of men. Like, uh, excuse me. Like you could take several fucking seats before. (laughs) Did we say this on here? If men have one thing, it's the fucking audacity. What do they always have? The motherfucking audacity. <laughs> you know, we we have definitely said that before. But yeah, I'm not I'm not ever gonna excuse a man's fucking behavior ever. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, what do I want from men? I want them to stop those behaviors and learn from them and then hold other men accountable for similar behaviors. So if they're right. doing that, why can't I give them that space to grow? Right. Well, yeah. Well, it's not, it's that, but also like, uh, no, I think you're a hundred percent correct. Like it's that give, you know, wanting to, but also like, you know, cause there's some s- situations we're getting completely off topic. And this is the last thing I'll say about this, uh, where they will like acknowledge maybe and apologize, but then continue the same pattern mm-hmm. of behavior. And that doesn't fly with me either. Cause it's just no. like, yeah, no, that's, that's not the same thing. I'd rather have you know, someone being held accountable, acknowledge what they've done, and then attempt to go forward, then it's like, all right, I won't keep fucking drudging up what you did X, Y, and Z if you're trying, you know? Right. What are your, just because now I'm curious, what are your thoughts then on 
when people like what are your thoughts on like apologies and comedy or like saying sorry for certain jokes like I've always found this piece really interesting especially as New Yorkers our humor is fucking crude right yeah you're very abrasive people so I'm always curious to know especially you you have a background in comedy like what what are your thoughts on like when a comedian is then forced to quote unquote apologize for a joke or like where's that line for you it's I think it's tough. I think um, I, here's my honest opinion on like st- people. There's still comics out there, mostly men um, that say fucking wild shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's usually like established guys. I think mm-hmm. I think when the younger guys try it, they come off looking just as like jerk offs and have just their own specific circle of people who enjoy them. Um, but the seasoned guys will like say something that's like, Ooh, you know, because like they've done it since the nineties and that's okay. Or when I was doing it, that was okay. And like, you know, in that, in situations like that, I'm like, well, there's no point in like barking at them because they're just not going to change. Um, I mean, you can quite honestly and hope for the best, but um, you know, if you're a new comic coming up and like, that's what you're like kind of, leaning on you know like mm-hmm. those like shock value like wow that's so fucked up i can't believe but uh they this person said that um it's kind of to me honestly i think it's lazy i think there are smarter ways to write jokes and all right i'll give you an example uh chappelle hosted snl again mm-hmm. not that long ago mm-hmm. and he did this joke uh about freddie mercury and aids and I'm just like, yeah, like, that's kind of what I've come to expect from Chappelle at this point. Like, we know what kind of comic he is. Like, either you love him or you don't. And I think, you know, to, to write all these think pieces about, like, is just a waste of time. Um, it, it was kind of a funny joke. Like, it, I mean, like, the point is he's like, you know, he said something along the lines of like when Freddie, Mer- Freddie Mercury got AIDS, no one went around going, how'd he get it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And it's just like it like you, you could tell in the audience it hit a couple of like, ooh, notes. But like, mm-hmm. again, that's kind of that situation where it's like, like I was mentioning before, like he's I'm not saying that shit's like that. OK, if it offends you, then it's going to offend you. I mean, it, it yeah. struck a little like, ooh, with me, too. But, you know, it's. Because and I I don't want this to excuse like awful behavior because I'll be I'll be honest I also saw Chappelle at like a private show out here when I mm-hmm. first moved to LA a couple years ago he took everybody's phone away yeah. from us yeah and let me tell you that is some of the most fucked up shit I have ever heard in my life and did right. I enjoy it not particularly um but people there was some stuff that was good you know mm-hmm. some people enjoyed it like again it's either for you or it's not I don't think anyone should apologize for jokes unless they're like being like overtly like specifically like attacking like a group of you know like going out with more malice than anything yeah, and it's yeah. not really like you know uh structured in like a like don't be a fucking like n- like nazi shit and stuff like that you know what i'm talking right, about right like, so like it extremes to such a point where it's like you can't even be funny like it's not even funny Right. But my, my whole point that I'm making about this is, is like, you're not going to change the fucking Chappelle's and the Seinfeld's no. and whatever. Um, Louis C.K. is a piece of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. And for that, that's not extending on his comedy. That's more extending on his personal yep. life. Yep. And, you know, uh, but 
you know, I think if you're an up and coming comic and you're a dude and I'm I'm sorry I'm calling out dudes, but it's just mostly what I've seen. I did comedy in New York for like five years mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and you're writing jokes like that. Like to me, that's just lazy. Yeah. Like, be, be smarter. Right. Like, you know, I'm not saying every those guys should get a pass, but it's just kind of at this point, it's like, what are you going to do? You're wasting time on think pieces about this. You know, this mm-hmm. motherfucker is never going to change. You know mm-hmm. what he does. Right. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my whole thought on that's my whole thesis on it. Um, yeah. you know, no, I, I, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Well, especially because, like you said, it's lazy to me. Like I like witty comedy, and I, that's what I think. Like, like we also love Eric Dion, the Eric D'Alessandro. He's a Staten Island, like comedian out of Staten Island. Like we also love him, obviously, because there's so much truth to what he says for us because he's an Italian from New York. But like to me, I enjoy comedians with like cleverness to them i enjoy wit like put like the actual fucking effort to like make if you can make me think and then make me laugh like you've got me sold like i don't like the like the slap like the slap humor funny like even when i'm watching like a like those like little quip like off the jokes like obvious shit like that thing is just like like you said it feels lazy and one of the things i do you obviously know desus and marrow right the bodega boys yeah oh of course so fucking love them also like i think they're just like a perfect example like because they kind of talked about like uh you know someone had asked them about like you know isn't it like kind of fucking annoying to have to like self-police or like apologize for these things and like i think their response i can't remember i think it was marrow i kind of looked it up but he's like you don't want to fall into the same the pool of aging communities who are mad they can't do the same jokes they did in 1989 everything evolves and that includes comedy not to toot your own horn our own horn but we are the evolution of comedy and like that to me is like you know what no things aren't politically correct it's just we didn't know what we fucking didn't know then and like don't be mad that you can't use old shit evolve with it get smarter like if you're as witty and as fucking talented as you say you are then you shouldn't have a problem making people laugh with the the environment you are now in right no it's true and you know uh, as far as like uh female comics that i've seen um you know michelle wolf she's Mm -hmm. absolutely scathing she's one of my favorite female comics um, and she says some fucked up shit too mm-hmm. that like, you know, uh, but again, that's like comedy. It's either going to be your thing. A person is going to be your jam or they're not like, it's the history think, of it. Right. Exactly. So like, you know, follow the comics you like, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously you're not like, if you're fucking going out of your way to go like spend money and watch comics that, you know, we're going to piss you off. What the fuck? What's wrong with you? <laughs> You know, like, why right. are you doing that? You know, right. yeah. like, you know what these people have to say. Don't fucking go to a Chappelle show expecting like him to be all like, la, 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 you know, like that's Chappelle. Like, <laughs> uh, it's not, you know, I've seen, I've in, uh, God, we're spending so much time on this. I'm sorry. This is supposed to be a holiday episode. <laughs> Um, but this is what we do. We are not the two broads of accuracy or timeliness or this is, this is it. Like I've seen like a lot of, uh, I, you know, I, I forgot who who's that Eliza something is that other comic on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I, I tried to watch one of her specials on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, and she kind of falls into like what I call like the Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. category. Here's the thing about that, too, about like she like just was like the first 10 minutes of that special. I was so like over it because <laughs> like it's not the sex joke thing. I don't care about sex jokes like those are fine. Like. It's the fact that everything feels like it's just, I mean, at this point, everyone's just ripping off of Sarah Silverman. Come on, the girl did it first. Like, it's just doesn't feel, it feels lazy again. Um, You know, like, I don't know. I mean, again, like, I don't know, you know, I haven't watched a 
her, any of her stuff that recently, so I shouldn't be. Go- I'm not going to try and go off on the girl, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it just uh, I don't know. I think we can be better. Like, at, mm-hmm. at, I don't know. do you like Whitney Cummings? No, really, I don't. Is it very much like same type of Sarah Silverman Kinda. vibe for you? A little bit. I like Sarah Silverman a lot. I love yeah. Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Um, but you know, after a while, it's like, how many times are we going to go on this ride? Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, sorry. It, we we have some thoughts. Clearly, our thoughts had other thoughts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I think that's all we had. TLDR. Just go. Let's get off. Let's get off this topic before we get like a fucking like cease and desist. Oh, and, like, fuck off. Anyway, go watch Schultz's uh, special on Netflix. I'll, I'll report back on what I think of this gentleman. Yes, he is everything. I actually think he was just on like Joe Rogan recently and just mm. kind of like promote. See, I like Joe. I don't. Okay, so I don't like Joe Rogan. I don't mind Joe Rogan. But we'll do like a whole other uh, episode on <laughs> problematic men that we might have. But there, but there we go. Like you like that show. I do not. And therefore, I don't listen to it. Well, I, I don't. don't like, I don't. Myself- I don't like Joe Rogan as a human. I just appreciate that he is a critical thinker and he's a good interviewer. Like those are the things that I can like think about him like critical thinker in the sense of like, okay, I don't know X or I don't have a lot of thoughts on Y yet. So I'm going to bring in an expert or someone to talk about it. Like during the pandemic, like he had like a lot of like epidemiologists. That's the word. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Uh, so I just think he's a good interviewer. Like, I'm not a Joe, again, Joe Rogan, not man of the year. Anna will never in a million years put a man of the year, even in a category of man of the year, uh, that will never be fulfilled in my spot. I will always put a woman in it as often as possible. Uh, but just like, yeah, just just some just some thoughts. Go, go check out Schultz's special. Um, I'm so fucking excited for it. Uh, anyway, what are we doing today? We're actually doing Christmas movies. We are doing Christmas movies based in New York since, I mean, we have like the the top four that I think we were going to talk about. How, did you see any of the others like Scrooged or Serendipity, like the ones I, I sent you? Uh, I did not, actually. I was going to try and rewatch at least one of them, but I'll be totally honest right now. I'm just so stoked that Happiest Season like exists as a Christmas movie. So I've whenever I'm like down i've been rewatching that what is it um it's not a new york christmas movie it's no the, i know it's clea duvall's lesbian ro- christmas rom-com that <gasps> i've waited my entire life wait a second is this the one with uh dan levy or dan yeah levy? oh my god yeah. i just watched it it's so 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 good you like it it's so I cute right it. Yeah. i was fucking hysterical laughing the whole time i also just like love, love 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 dan levy is it levy or levy levy Levy? Okay. I love Dan Levy so much. He is fucking hysterical. And while he didn't play like a big role in the movie, his like moments in the movie like killed me. But I just like loved um and I don't actually like her Kristen Stewart. She, she honestly uh, okay, I I think she's we have another we can have another discussion on this. I do, I never I actually didn't see any of the Twilight movies until my girlfriend made me watch them this year. So I only saw her like as growing up, like in indie films that mm-hmm. I really liked. So I was like, I don't see what's wrong with this chick. Uh, but yeah, she was really good in this. Like, I loved her in it. She, like, I thought she was shine. great. Yes, I um, would agree. I didn't. I thought it was like a very appropriate, like accurate depiction of shit, like families during the holidays, especially like from a perspective of like 
a non-heterosexual couple. Yeah, it was cute. Um, and I am excited because I think this will pave the way for more and mm-hmm. unique and different stories, which, um, you know, this was the first one backed by a big studio, which is huge. And I love Clea Duvall so much. Um, I also Aubrey Plaza was in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, I don't know if you know this, but lesbian discourse around this movie and how Aubrey Plaza's character should have ended up with Kristen Stewart's <gasps> character. Oh, my God. I said the same thing. Hopping off right now. Oh my god, the whole gay lesbian community. I totally agree. As a not and even as a non-lesbian, I was like I don't want them to end up together. I want Aubrey Plaza to end up with Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it, it was just, it, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on it. It's it was interesting, but the point is I'm just like happy that this exists. Uh, mm-hmm. and it just makes me happy and I've been just rewatching it because it's like it's cute. It's funny. Also Mary Steenburgen, my god, that woman, like the the mom Oh, oh my God. She, literally every fucking Christmas movie. No, I feel like it's she has the most, the best and the most underrated joke in that whole movie, which is, oh, that is very dangerous. I once took too much Ambien and bought a racehorse online. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the fucking joke, like, Jesus Christ. Her, her and, um, who's the other mom we usually love? Oh, from, uh, fucking, she's like a t- the, the typical mom in all those movies too, from the movie Just Friends. Oh, oh my God. What's that actress's name? She's fucking hysterical. Would you qualify that as a Christmas movie? I was thinking about this. Just Friends, 100%. Yeah. I okay. mean, I guess we can give it an honorable mention, though, because that's Jersey. That is Jersey. We can't. I, we're talking about Happiest Season. That takes place in, like, Pittsburgh. So yeah. we're going to have to steer, steer away from it. But just to let you know what I've been rewatching constantly <laughs> to put me in the Christmas spirit. I loved it so, so much. I, I typically watch it because this time of year, I don't know if your parents are there yet, but my parents as of, like, fucking October 1st, started watching, like, the Hallmark Lifetime bad Christmas movies. Like, Ugh. so fucking annoying. Like, like she's she's a small-town business owner, transplant, who just moved from this big city to this small little town, and she falls in love with a man who happens to be the great-grandson of Santa Claus, and it's just, like, how about- And he smells fuck? like timber. Yeah, like, and he's, like, he's never loved another person before in his whole life, and he's so stoked, but all of a sudden, he's just this big romantic hero that we just absolutely love, and we need to fawn over. Like, it's just like a, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't been watching those since October. Uh, I don't particularly like the Hallmark Channel movies, because they're very, like, militantly Christian. Uh, but I think they, they're even doing a gay Christmas movie, because they're just like, we'll let the gays have this we can make money off the gays if we do this um so uh, yeah you're, you're they're like you're having a moment let's let's fucking capitalize on that shall we yeah um, um no, but, I was, but uh what uh i think going back to mary seenberger real quick um isn't she also the mom in elf yes too? i'm telling you she's the mom she was like a okay. mom in another christmas movie like growing up like when we were kids like uh so when this when happiest season came out uh I, when they interviewed her they were she said that she was stoked that people are going to be able to watch her twice a year now in elf and now in happiest <laughs> season. she's the mom oh my god she's the mom in another christmas movie i'm gonna have to fucking look it up but she's literally like to me she's like the christmas movie mom she's fucking hysterical uh and Elf, oh yeah, but Just Friends, sh- we're jumping all over the fucking place. <laughs> Just Friends, back to that, deserves an honorable mention. It does mm-hmm. take place in New Jersey, but it is fucking hysterical. The fucking best. I totally think that's a Christmas movie. He literally happens to go home for Christmas. Or like um, the fucking line <laughs> that we love so much, I quote it all the time, where it's like, slap the ham to it about an hour ago. Not the ham for dinner. Like, 
a good movie with a good mom that's like oblivious to things is everything. <laughs> she sings that song to him, like, be yourself. He's like, I don't want to be myself. <laughs> oh my we gotta god. find that actress's name. We do. Oh my god, that fucking movie is fantastic. But yeah, we'll give it an honorable mention. We'll start off with uh, that one, but I guess we'll go right into Elf because you already mentioned uh, the mom. I yeah. so, so Elf for me, it's so it's not my favorite Christmas movie, but it is to me a great Christmas movie. Obviously, because of like just I think Will Ferrell's hysterical and there's so much like good New York spirited things like the yellow ones don't stop or like don't eat the gum on the subway like it's not free candy like I remember watching it thinking like oh shit like that is potentially how an outsider would view things in the city that you and I just like know is common sense um but it has a very special place in my heart because it was the last movie as like um so we used to go to Long Island the day after Thanksgiving um, to spend it with my grandmother and my aunt at her house. And uh, Friday night, we would all, like, go to the movies, like, as a family and, like, pick, like, a Christmas movie to watch together or just, like, a movie to see together. Um, and so it was the last movie the six of us all went to see in Long Island as, like, before my brother got married and, you know, before in-laws started to become a thing. So it was just, like, the six of us, like, just as a family – Elf was the movie we saw together. So now every year on Thanksgiving when we're together, we still like watch it. Obviously, we don't go to the movies for it, but um, it has a very sentimental place in my family's heart. It's great. Uh, yeah, I like that like childlike look at New York City mm-hmm. uh, that Elf brings. That like he looks at every like everything in New York. It's like this magical place, uh, which is so fun because like New Yorkers don't look at New. I mean, we do in our hearts, but like we don't talk about it like that. You know, like I mean, Best we do cup a- of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine, like that's so cute, and I love that. Like. You know, it's easy, like, obviously, we've been romanticizing the fuck out of it because we're both stuck elsewhere right now. But, like, uh, you know, I was just thinking back to when I, the last couple years that I lived there, I'm just like, I'm so fucking sick of this place. Like, let me get out. Um, So I always appreciate Elf because, I don't know. And honestly, New York City at Christmas time is the best. It really is. It doesn't get better than that. So, um, yeah. Also, Zoe Deschanel uh, in that Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, I don't know. I always thought she was cute. She's blonde in that. Um, I hate her in New Girl, but I do love her in yes. Elf. I agree. Uh, and I was gonna say she doesn't play her usual like, you know, Fox Five brand of quirky character. Uh, in this, she just plays like a like she a jaded a New, York. New Yorker. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, I think that's why I was like so smitten with her. Um, in this movie, no, I I appreciated her too, especially because like. She's very unfazed, which is like how I I kind of I think that's that's why I don't like her in New Girl is because she's always just like, like she's like a puppy that's been by itself for too many hours in every single episode. You Ugh. know, like you walk in the I door try- and it just like is like, <laughs> like yeah, too much. Oh, no, no, no. People really like that show. I gave it a shot and I could not get through a single. Oh, episode. hold on a second. I love New Girl. She's just my least favorite character. <laughs> no, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get through it. Oh my god, it's um, so good. Schmidt and Winston are the best, but. That's because Schmidt is a New Yorker. He is a New Yorker. We love, we love that. Uh, but yeah, I agree that the the child like to it is fucking amazing, especially like when he's like uh, jumping. Um, oh God, like the sh- like the crosswalk, the little white stripes. 
and he like is hopping oh, over them I like know. like as kids that's what we did so it was just like so nice to see that i i think i appreciate that also like walter hobbs being the oh it's is that fucking james con yes it's sunny from the yes, godfather i know that to me is like one of the funniest fucking parts of the whole movie and so actually um Netflix just did like a how the Christmas movies that made us like a behind the scenes and they have it on mm-hmm. elf. And they had said that they heard that James Conn was like the worst person to work with because of how he was as Sonny on the Godfather. Um, like apparently he was kind of a nightmare, but they were like, he was a fucking angel to work. with. I mean, he was also much younger when he did the Godfather. Also like maybe he was just in character cause Sonny's kind of a prick. Um, but he's also my favorite. <laughs> I I love I love him on such like a weird I, I same okay. like I I it's weird because I'm gay and I'm like do I want to be James Khan? I think I want to be James Khan, <laughs> but I think I want to be him in from The Godfather. Like I think I want to be Sunny. Like yeah. that remember that scene where if you haven't watched The Godfather, I don't know what the fuck you're doing right now, but that scene where he goes to beat up Carlo because he's beating up his sister. Yes, yes, like, yes. Come here, come here. And he throws the trash can and then he's beating him over the head with the lid of the trash can. I love – that's like one of my favorite scenes. And that's when I fell in love with James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, again, we're getting off topic. Um, but yeah, I, I love that movie. But yeah, they said he was like an angel to work with, which to me is like, oh, I love you even more now. Uh, I do love that movie though. But my favorite from the list is actually Miracle on 34th Street. Not where I thought you were going to go with that because mine is the other one. Uh, But why Miracle on 34th Street? I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a minute. Uh, And it's got a young Natalie Wood is the lead, isn't it? It is, which, fun fact, I think I've said this to you all before, grown-up Natalie Wood, who was in West Side Story, never forget, Cola, that you didn't get the correct answer. We need to stop bringing that up. (laughs) My pants sweat all over again. Um (laughs) it's uh my dad actually loved natalie wood more than anything in the whole wide world um that was his like love sorry mom apparently Uh, so did christopher walken really oh oh am i the only one who knows like the whole conspiracy and the sketchiness around her death wait what okay i'm gonna stop she was murdered she was murdered before we get a cease and desist oh my god uh before we get a cease and desist (laughs) these are legal matters you can't be speaking about all right never mind fuck the we won't talk about that tell me why you love not dead natalie wood in miracle on 34th street um because it is one of those i think for me so it's my mom's favorite christmas movie Mm -hmm. and um growing up when we decorate the tree and you know we have these special ornaments miracle on 34th street is always her favorite ornament to put on the tree but for me me and my mom during christmas time i actually don't think i mentioned this in the last episode our big tradition is that we'll go christmas shopping on 34th street Uh um we go to macy's we do the window shopping and i think i said this like virginia there is a santa claus which is kind of the similar concept of miracle on 34th street um i don't know i'm getting goosebumps like thinking about it so it's just such a to me like i've always like kind of been torn on the idea of like do you tell your children about Santa Claus or not? Right. Like I've kind of always like the whole concept of Santa Claus, but like, to me, it's like, no matter what you believe, there's still a Christmas spirit to Santa Claus. And the amount of like, I think just like kids and like the people who can like feel that spirit is so justified in the movie or like shown so nicely in the movie and portrayed in the movie. Um, 
I don't, it just like makes me so, so happy, especially like the end, even though it's the most absurd fucking ending to a movie where she like basically wishes for a baby brother and a fucking house and her mom to be married, like things that are like way out of Santa Claus's control. Yeah, Santa ain't God. (laughs) Yeah, Santa ain't God, ma'am. But it just is like the, ugh, like the ending and like when she pulls his beard, like it's just like such a little. Yeah. No, it's a really great movie. It is one of my favorites. I also love shopping. I love that Macy's on 34th Mm -hmm. Street. They still have the old wooden escalators in that Macy's. Um, And it's one of my favorite things. Also, they have excellent Italian food in the cafeteria. Did you know there's like a whole... There's like a whole restaurant section in, in the, the basement, basement of that Macy's, which sounds like sketch, but honestly, people, if you're listening and you have access <laughs> to go to this, oh, it's probably closed now, but get takeout or something because honestly, it's, it's like, so seriously, some of the best penne vodka sauce I had was at the Macy's on 34th <laughs> Street. And that sounds so stupid, but it's so true. Like we would go again, yeah, for mm-hmm. a day of shopping around Christmas mm-hmm. and then we would eat in at Macy's Mm -hmm. and then like you know go home like it was like it's like a thing well it's also from so we didn't actually talk about this because we really didn't we didn't meet up for Thanksgiving but um the movie the premise of it is like they're finding the Santa Claus for the Thanksgiving day parade or like right right like and then they find him and then he becomes the Santa Claus that children sit on his lap which also my mom a few years ago her and I like it was like a random weeknight that we actually went to go see the Santa Claus macy's on 34th like we actually sat on Santa's lap and we like told him what we wanted for christmas as like grown-ass people but i just feel like no one does christmas like macy's that's like even as like a i was fucking like 25 at the time like as i was walking around i was like wow santa land like this is fucking amazing like you it was like my mom who was like in her 50s was like so euphoric over it it's just the spirit of what they bring to everything like it just makes me so happy so miracle on 34th street to me is like just reminds me of all those things and it's it's just a fucking great movie. Like, again, how you can't think of Christmas and not think of that scene without her, like, pulling on Santa Claus's beard. I Yeah, that's immediately what comes to mind. Um, Which they make fun of an elf. Like, he, like, pulls on Santa Claus's yeah. beard and he runs up ripping it off. You sit on the throne of lies. lies. You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> um, but yours is the other. Your favorite is the other one. I like Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That's my favorite Christmas movie. It is movie. so good. It also, can I just tell you, I, I forgot if I've mentioned this before or not, but I need to bring it up because this is my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, my girlfriend had not seen The Godfather until this year, and we watched it together, and she was like, uh, uh, no, what, yeah, okay, aside from that, I just realized I'm going off the complete, on the complete wrong direction here. I, after we watched The Godfather, I told her we had to watch Goodfellas. And I was like, that has Joe Pesci in it, mm-hmm. but she only knows Joe Pesci. She was like, he was that guy in the Christmas movie. And I was like, that is the biggest understatement about <laughs> Joe Pesci on the planet. Imagine, imagine. The guy from Home Alone 2 is her reference to Joe Pesci. I um, could never imagine living in that world where that's the only reference I ever had of Joe Pesci. It's fine. We're going to watch all the other Joe Pesci films, but um I love this movie. It's I I think as a kid, I just loved the idea of being lost in New York. I know that sounds scary for a child, but this movie made it not seem scary. Um and I get to stay at the fucking what was that the uh was the, it the Wal- Waldorf? Waldorf Astoria, yeah. Yeah. Uh and that just seemed like so much fun. Like I wanted the hotel room and then I wanted mm-hmm. that beautiful fucking brownstone he breaks into. Oh, and I like, know. <laughs> um and I you know, it's definitely a lot of like physical comedy. Joe Pesci and uh, fuck, what's that other actor's name? That's uh, not a. Uh, he wasn't the originally supposed to be cast in that. Uh, 
movie. They're they're both hysterical. Like I slapstick, like the slapstick in that movie is done very well. That's what it's um, called, slapstick comedy. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It has all the like New York City vibes. The only thing that isn't uh, actually Daniel Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, yes, excellent, excellent in that. Marv, um, Marv, but uh, the only thing that isn't actually New York is the toy store. Duncan's toy chest is not an actual New York City toy store. It never was. I think it was based off FAO Schwartz yep, when I was that just was there. That. Yep, it's supposed um, to be FAO Schwartz, right? And for whatever reason, they couldn't use that name. But um, do you remember FAO Schwartz? We used to yes. go there. We went um, there for. Do you remember Italian Club? When we went our Christmas trip we, into the city, we did go there. Oh, yeah. right! Holy we shit! We went to I can't build a bear. Yeah, we went to build a bear. My dad was with me, so my like my dad came with us, and he was like, my dad was all about school trips, but especially yeah. if it involved the city around Christmas time, he was like, oh, oh my yeah. god, I'll, I'll happily go. And it happened to be a day of the week he was off, so um, I can't believe really they just shorts. let us fucking do that. Like we were like fourteen, I think. <laughs> I mean, we had like chaperones. Yeah, quote unquote, sure. Uh, but yeah, I think the biggest surprise about to me when it comes to Home Alone is Catherine O'Hara, aka the oh my- mom, the okay. mom from Shit's Creek. Can can I just say, did you you knew that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so many people have had no idea that that was Catherine O'Hara, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You didn't know that was her? Like it, they're <laughs> they're like. Like legit, a couple weeks ago on Twitter, it was trending. Like people's minds are blown, saying that uh, you know the mom from Schitt's Creek was in Home Alone, and I'm just like, what the fuck, y'all did not know that? <laughs> she's so goddamn good. Like she is amazing. Oh, she's the best. Here's why Home Alone too. So yes, the slapstick comedy is absolutely fucking hysterical. The Duncan's toy chest, like him, like roaming the city, like the bad guys, Central Park, like right, like there's so many. Uh, amazing New York things to it. Here's why Home Alone 2 kind of annoys me. If my mom left me at home one year for Christmas and like bad guys broke into my house and I wound up doing like tens of thousands of dollars of damages to the house, <laughs> that woman would have handcuffed me. She would, I would still be handcuffed to her to this day. So you're telling me you lost your child twice? I mean, listen, that's the whole running joke is that child services would have intervened after the first time. <laughs> Let alone the second time. Like, also, that's another thing. It's like you go to the police. It's just like, and you tell them that you did this before. It's like they're definitely arresting you. Like that's child endangerment. But what but, a great depiction of NYPD. They were I like, mean, like, yeah. ma'am, ma'am, like just like the slow, like, no, please don't hang up. Like, please, I need your help. Like that. That. Well, like, the uh, Central Park Rangers are kind of depicted as like the four horsemen in that movie. They're like the scary. Oh, cops. in Elf. In uh. Oh, was that an elf? Am I confusing it? Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, you're thinking of elf. I'm. Although I had to actually Google if the Central Park I, Rangers were real. My dad actually asked me this recently, and I said no. They're not. I don't think so. Like, what the That's fuck is a Central Park cool. Ranger? I don't know. I've been. Oh, God. Anyway, are uh, we even from New York? <laughs> I don't know. I I'd never heard of that either up until I saw those movies. But. Um, yeah, I like Lost in New York. The pigeon lady, uh, you know, was I liked that whole little storyline. And I don't know. It's just New York at Christmas. Like, you can't get a better movie than Home Alone. Like, honestly, I, I would love to just be in a hotel in the Waldorf with a pizza all to myself. <laughs> and yeah. also, did you know that the movie he's watching, the famous, and I have a Christmas sweater, which 
this is what sucks about not being home is all my Christmas stuff is in New York mm. because well, I don't need that here. Uh, but I have a Christmas sweater that says Merry Christmas, you filthy oh, animal. Oh, my favorite. But that's not a real movie that he's watching. It's not a real movie, no. And that's no. the best part. I love that so much because Tim, also Tim Curry in that movie is just the fucking best. Uh, Get on your knees and tell me you love me. I, I love uh, you. <laughs> um they are not real it's like basically they have like park enforcement officers um but they're not like an actual like of course they're not you know how many fucking people were getting murdered and attacked in that park like damn they're real they're doing a terrible job i mean (laughs) no they're they're like uh they're not real but they're like as real as like any park officer enforcer of like any national park or like local city park would be um yeah, Tim Curry in that movie is so fucking good. But <laughs> I think I just always love that Joe Pesci, like the you can tell he's trying to like pretend curse, like because he can't curse, right? Like it's a PG. I think it's actually oh, it was a PG movie. So they basically like had to come up with like a solution on how he could like kind of still get his anger out and frustration. Because think about it, all of his experience before this movie was Goodfellas, Casino, right? He was in Casino. Oh, oh yeah, Casino yeah. was good. He's in like uh he's in all these other like movies where f bombs are flying like like articles um and he's I just recently learned that uh, well I, I didn't recently learn I re remembered that like a the end like those words are all articles anyway oh like, fancy <laughs> yeah like uh, like the part of speech like we have verbs nouns those are articles um. But anyway, yeah, there there's f bombs everywhere, and now they're like, "Hey, dude, be in a PG movie with a nine year old and not curse." Like, I wouldn't be able to breathe. Like, I wouldn't I know what to do. do that. I can't even like. I am like so when I can't have to like watch my language. I have to be so careful. Like when I worked as a account manager at my last job, like, and I was talking to clients, like. When I'd be excited, I like would say I wouldn't drop the f word, but I dropped like you know, like shit or ass a few times. And I was just like, mm, that's not it. <laughs> and they're just like, ha, ha, ha. and I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. Um, please don't report me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just don't like it. It's so stupid. I mean, I know we should all like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't what like when, I, when I'm hyper aware of myself. I just like to be myself and not Correct. have to think about it, you know? To me, cursing, like I always say, like it's just unfair because for us, it is so a part of like growing up, not necessarily like in our households, although probably our households too, but like on the block, like people around us, like people we constantly interacted with, like we heard that shit all the time. It's literally a part of, I would argue, New York dialect. Like it's so ingrained in New Yorker speech that it's like, there's nothing wrong with cursing. And like, I always say it's impassioned speech is what New Yorkers say. So like, fuck you. Don't tell me not to curse. That's literally how I feel. Um, but there are, are, when I was doing a lot of the, like the research for like, okay, what are some movies we can also talk about? So we said Scrooge, how, um, when Harry met Sally, which I'd only seen it once. And I think I was way too young to actually see that movie. To be perfectly I, would, I would love to, you know what we should do? Cause I've also only seen it once. We should do a how Harry met Sally rewatch and do a podcast episode with it. I love that idea. That's because I do love Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan's the queen. Um, I and I think, uh, yeah, let's do a rewatch and can maybe we, we'll do that as an episode. Can we also do a rewatch of um, First Wives Club? Cause that's in New York too. 
I've actually not seen that. <gasps> it is so good. It is like well, qu- like quintessential first wives, like divorced women. But it's yeah. like Bette, it's Bette Midler, uh, Diane Keaton, and oh, Goldie Hawn. Diane Keaton, yes, sign it me up. It is so 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 good. Like I'm, I made my mom watch it uh, at the beginning of quarantine because it was on Netflix for the first time, and she could not stop fucking laughing. I just don't know how she had never seen it before. But I, I'm down. Uh, yeah, so maybe maybe that's what we'll kick off the the new year with some Harry met when Harry is that a Christmas movie? I don't even remember. That's how long ago I saw it. It, it technically is, and it is in New York City. Oh, all right. So put so that is, down. So is Serendipity. Um, and then an honorable mention, this one is actually in New York, but it's not New York City, but uh, The Bridge and It's a Wonderful Life mm-hmm. is uh, was like kind of inspired by the famous bridge in Seneca Falls, New York. Yeah. So even though it was technically, I think- in, It's a made up town, I thought. Yeah. It's like, it was, it was shot in California, but it was like a made up town, like middle of nowhere, but the, the, uh, the like- the bridge in that movie was inspired by a New York, like a famous New York bridge in Seneca, like Seneca Falls, New York. So we get that one, motherfuckers. And It's a Wonderful Life is a great movie. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> you don't like It's a Wonderful Life? My, I have a friend, uh, shout out to my friend Joe Dana. I don't know if he listens to this, but he had a really funny tweet about that uh that movie like on the end she's like daddy uh teacher says whenever a bell rings an angel gets its wings and he goes well, i'm gonna talk to your teacher about a little something called separation of church and state <laughs> <laughs> i just had to throw that in there joe i don't know if you listen to this but that really cracked me up and i think it came up recently on like my like memories thing and i was like that's still a really good joke <laughs> that's really funny i love that movie but to me it's like uh, it only gets good at the end, and I don't like the middle parts that much. Like, I don't like things that make me sad to make me then feel good later, you know? No, I, I appreciate. I can appreciate that. I feel like that's most Christmas movies. Yeah, but at least I'm, like, laughing along the way in Elf and in I, I get that. Lost yeah. in New York. Like, I just, I always say this is just how I genuinely feel about, like, movies that are, like, quote-unquote sad. Um Life is fucking sad enough, okay? I don't want to fucking spend the next two hours of my life being even more sad. Like, fucking make me laugh. Tell me a joke, clown. (laughs) One of the saddest movies we watched was My Sister's Keeper, and we absolutely ruined it. Because we both did not want to watch a sad movie, and Kristen wanted to watch a sad movie. So we spent the entire film making jokes yes. and ruined the film. Yes, we did. Oh my God, I do remember that. It was so fucking sad. And every time I got uncomfortable, I had to say a joke, which only made Kristen more mad because she was like genuinely invested in the movie. And I then know. you would actually laugh because you were as uncomfortable as I was. That, this was, was pre therapy. That was, uh, <laughs> that, that had some like Cameron Diaz in that, right? I did not enjoy I don't acting. fucking know. The acting in that movie, I just remember, was, like, very, like, overdramatic. And I get it. It's a sad film. But, like. Yeah, I read the. It was, like, too much. It was too. It was <laughs> overacting. It was <laughs> overacting one star. <laughs> it was terrible. But, yeah, those were all the movies I had. Are you going to go, like, binge watch any? Well, you have to watch Schultz special first, but then what else are you going to watch? I'm going to watch Schultz. I haven't. I'm going to watch Home Alone 2. I'm probably honestly going to keep 
rewatching Happiest Season until I ruin it and get sick of it um, because it's what I do. So wait, Home Alone 2 is your favorite Christmas movie period? Yeah, I would say. That's that's number one. My period? Like you mean in the vast expanding universe? Oh, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's that'll be tough. Mine is Grinch or the Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah. All right. So let me see. The cartoon Grinch is my mm-hmm. is yeah. That one's really oh. funny. That always makes me laugh uh, because the way that the dog maxes <laughs> and that is just so funny. I um, like I like Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey's version of it, but only reason. Carrie, oh my god i love that one because my sister so do you remember the marlboro it was on bay parkway like it was a movie theater not that far yeah. from like my house where i grew up uh that was the last christmas movie my sister and i saw together there and we both loved the grinch like the cartoon um it was like one of my aunt's favorite movies so every year for christmas from her i usually got like a grinch thing um so i i love that movie i think it's absolutely fucking hysterical like uh, the the when he like I quote it to this fucking day where he's like trying to figure out what to wear to the holiday hubolation and he's like sporting around like, ooh, ah, that's it. I'm not going. Like I do that all of the time. That is one of my favorite scenes in a movie, period, let alone Christmas. Jim Carrey makes me so uncomfortable in everything <laughs> that I cannot watch anything with him in it. I don't like him. He creeps me out. But I'm glad that that's one of your favorites. Um, <laughs> what about Santa Claus? The Santa Claus is cute. Uh, my love for uh, what's his name has waned over the years. Tim Allen? Yeah. Uh, but I do like the Santa Claus. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. Honestly, like the New York ones always hit close. So Home Alone 2, Elf are really up there for me. And now Happiest Season because uh, I have so that. And, you know, that that makes me happy. I also have a special place in my heart for the claymation ones that are usually I li- on like free I really- form. As for claymation, Santa Claus is coming to town is my favorite one. Oh my god, I love that one. Mine is Year Without a Santa Claus, where he gets sick. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good with the fucking holiday heat miser and the snow miser. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's my girlfriend's favorite one too. Um, I like the Santa Claus is coming to town because Burger Meister Meister Burger, Burger. Who was very clearly a Nazi, and no one addressed it. <laughs> I love that. Um, All right, well, I'm going to go finish cooking dinner, but this was fun. Let's do it in the new year. We're going to – 2021, 2020 fun, as everybody's already starting to call it. I'm like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Let's let's wait, shall we? Um, Um, I have to go cook. But you know what? I actually thought about this too um, as I was cooking. I'm cooking like a dish that requires like garlic. Do you do this? If it says like two cloves of garlic, do you just think like, no, that's not enough and add a little bit more? I don't cook, um, okay. but never mind. But, but yes, I will always put more garlic over. Like what? I listen. If I'm cooking, I'm just going off of like <laughs> what's in my head. I'm not. Re- I don't like follow recipes in general, so it's probably um, why I don't. But I love that, and it's yeah. very, uh, very on brand. It's very on brand for me. That as on brand as my fucking Christmas sweater, which yeah. I, I will love. I will allow Cola to share with you all because uh, it is fucking amazing. But all right, we'll yeah. see you in the new year, everyone. Have a safe and happy holidays. Um, but all right, have a good one. I'm Anna. I'm Cola. And we're two broads from Brooklyn. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.